Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi everyone, Graham Couch here from the Lansing State Journal along with my Detroit Free Press colleague Sean Windsor after Michigan State's 40-29 loss here uh, at Ross-Ade Stadium uh, at Purdue. And for MSU, the um, first loss of the season, a game that I think a lot of people predicted they might come out as a letdown game. I, I didn't see that. They just, To me, they're just not good enough to not play really, really well and have things go well. And, and they, they made some uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic mistakes, too, that they haven't. They've been the sharper team a lot of times, and they weren't. The defense that has bent a lot, a lot all year, but not broke in key moments, broke a lot. So there were a lot of things that, that, that fell apart. But this game was sort of, at some point in the season, bound to happen given the way they've been playing and the way they've been winning. Absolutely, Graham. The game could have happened last week in yep. Michigan. Yep. In some ways, it was a it was a similar game. Right? Yep. I mean, yep. and, and to your point about kind of giving up yards between the 20s, they've done that all year long. This is the first game I can remember where they, they gave up so many plays in the red zone. Yeah. That's how they survived. And then they, they still scored 29 points. And one of those points was another two-point conversion. But they maybe they didn't score quite enough. But they were – I mean, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a huge uh, – I don't know. It was still a pretty good offensive performance, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, there, you know, there were moments, though, that, you know, the, the two or three three-and-outs early in the second no, half. No, for sure. There, there are moments – they've got to be I – mean, if this is going to be what their defense is – their offense is going to have to be a little more, a little more potent, more consistently. The, the, thir- the third quarter really hurt them. But how deep are they to survive losing Jalen Naylor, Jared Horst, and Matt Coffin? And so here, here's, here's the right. thing. That, yeah, and I think we talked about this before the season. We wrote about that. Like I always thought November could be trouble for them. And but I didn't think they'd get this far without injuries. I thought they might mount, and eventually the depth would catch up to them. Right. Nor did you think they'd be eight. No. Nor right? I think they'd be right, right. Right. But they got this way, and then they got hit with three injuries in a row. And their secondary got beat up during this game, and they were and guys were playing beat up their corners, and I think that contributed to it. But when you don't have your starting kicker and you miss a forty-three yarder in a tight game, and you don't have your left tackle who you know is one of your better offensive linemen, certainly a personality, an aggressive personality, and a key guy at a position you don't have great depth. And then you've got of your three sort of spears on offense. When they're rolling, you're tough to defend. You're missing one of those guys. It changes things. And, and, and their their depth right now is not good enough uh, to overcome that. And and Purdue is you know we've seen Purdue beat Iowa. We've seen Purdue beat went on the road in Nebraska. They're just not quite good enough uh, to uh, you know are they they're good enough and Michigan State's not quite good enough to withstand that. <laughs> oh no, that's all right. No, no, no worries. No worries. No, no, no. All good. All good. Yeah, no, we're, we're all good. Graham, this is what So we're shooting on a field. We still got people out here trying to. They're trying to do their jobs. Trying yep. to do their jobs. Just, look, yep, yep. look. Uh, before the game, um, maybe even some before before this week, I think people were wondering because the college football playoff rankings come out and number three. Yep. People are wondering how legitimate is that. And I, I don't know. I mean, after Georgia, I don't have any idea who's. I mean, maybe Alabama. But, right. Uh, right. It, well, and, and here's the thing. I mean, and I think you have this team is. Like you can look at this in the moment and say, "Well, this is trouble for this." There, there were issues there, but I think this team has sort of earned the right to be looked at in totality. They are eight and one. 
with a win over Michigan, with a, some good road wins, with an opportunity in November in two weeks if they win it against Maryland to go to Ohio State and still have everything there for them. And what's interesting about it is they'll be off the radar now, but they shouldn't be. They'll be off the radar because most of the national media is not very sophisticated. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they deserve to be in the playoff discussion based on what we saw, but I'm just saying from a sort of what's real standpoint in terms of opportunity, if they beat Maryland, they're going to be playing Ohio State. I mean, if, if they were to go to Columbus and win somehow, and and finish eleven and one and win the Big Ten championship, they're going to be in the playoff. Like in other words, in other words, nothing, nothing, nothing is is gone that was there. They just don't look like a team that's capable of it. I know you don't. I mean, whatever. I, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on the sophistication part. They know what they're looking at. This is a fun team, and it's a great story. Right. And Mel Tucker's in year two, right? But what and I'm saying was, is, look. They've, what have they seen? They saw them. Uh, Nebraska could have gone the other way. Yes. Indiana could have gone the other way. I would argue Miami could have gone what the I'm other way. What I'm saying is they're no different than they and were last week. obviously Michigan could have gone they're, the other way. But right? they're no so, different than they were last week. No. But, but, and, and I'm saying they were on the radar for a minute last week. And, and what I'm saying is they're still uh, – they, they have played themselves into a situation because they won those games that they could have with lost. With mental toughness, right? Absolutely. Is, and mental toughness when you're going up against a, a first or second round receiver and David Bell today, right? What, I, what's that going to do? Right. It, it, only, it only gets you so... You it know, does. They were relying on... Here's the thing. And Peyton Thorne said it this week. They were relying a lot on the other teams breaking. And they weren't making the big mistake. Nebraska did it. Indiana did it. Purdue didn't do it. Purdue played a really smart, good, efficient game. And, Purdue, and their talent difference between these two teams... Was it's just, it's just it's, yeah, yeah, it's just nothing. Nothing. And, and so... And that's, but that's always been the case. The talent difference between... I mean, you can argue that Indiana outplayed Michigan State in a lot of ways they throughout did. the game. Nebraska outplayed Michigan State a lot of ways throughout the game. Michigan. So this this is this is what the season's been. That, that's my point. It, it, it's just that like this is this was not some letdown. They even talked about this being their best week. No, of practice. it wasn't a letdown, and I don't think they were afraid of the, the, the moment of the stage. I saw a little bit of that. I don't think that at all. No. They, they they played hard. They were look. They embodied uh, Mel Tucker, right? It's yeah. just that what, what choices did they have today when they sat back? Purdue went underneath and the crossing roads with the tight end yeah. or getting Horford out of the backfield or, or Bell. And when they did start to come bring pressure in the second half and blitz, they, they either screened uh, or they went over the top. They, right? needed, so they a, needed their defensive front to get home a little more. And, and, and yeah, that didn't but happen. That's happened at times. That no, kind no, of defense. No, they've no, got no. great defensive tackles. They plug up well. Their ends are solid. But think, think about the season they've had. There have been there, the timing of things. Think about the Miami game and some of the hits that and sacks that like Jake, uh, Jacob Panachuk has had at moments that, that created a sack fumble or created an interception. And they didn't, they didn't get those today, but, you know, they're not, again, they're not a team that's ever going to overwhelm you. No. And so because of that, this game was always bound to happen somewhere. And, and, and the, the, the real question is, because they have earned the spot they're in, is and you see Ohio State not look great against Nebraska. We've seen them look vulnerable against Penn State. The question is, being the team they are, which is separation from a lot of teams, not very much, Right. Can they, on a given day, go down to Columbus and, and, and win? And who knows? Absolutely. Yeah. And and so the thing is, what I'm saying is they have earned the – if they go do that, everything they've dreamed of is still there. You know, people think about Purdue and their top five and they're coming in here. Yeah. Well, you know what? Ohio State fans, I talked to one of them, a couple of them earlier this week, that there's one that works in the free press, not in the sports department. He's just making yeah. all the decisions. <laughs> yeah. All the decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, man, you know, we're talking about when Michigan State comes in a couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. So they know in Columbus, yeah. right, because this is what, it's, it's just what it's what happens and what can be done. It's uh, if you give us just one, one second. second. Yep, we're almost you. done. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, no, it, it's like I – can I just say one yeah, thing yeah. real quick? Look, the, the other thing, yes, they have earned the right yeah. and they've earned this position. I think they've earned the story in a, yeah. in a larger picture. 
right? What what he's done. I don't think we should forget about no. what we were thinking about this team five, six, seven weeks ago. No. Right? Just because they come in here and they lose this uh, today, I, 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 to me that would be completely unfair. Mel Tucker talked about it. You know this game at the beginning of the year. Look, even when they started to have some success, he said, we're not where we're going to be. This roster isn't and without naming names or anything like that. No. He was very subtly saying, this is a process. I think the fans know that. This is just gravy at some point. And it's a great story. And it's fun. And I agree with you that everything's still up. And I think that what's hard for people is that this was a game that they had a chance. To, you know, this is a team that can beat. And so if you keep doing this story, then it, then you get to a point where it's, it's you know, first time 9-0 and since, you know, 65 or whatever it was. And, and like, you, it, it felt like there was this was an opportunity to do something. Because they had, by winning some games, even improbably, they had created an opportunity to do something that really they haven't hadn't been able to do. But I think, you know, I talked to Mark D'Antonio this week, and he compared this team very much to the 2010 team he had. The first one that won a Cold right. Week 10 title that was sort of on the rise. They started 8-0 and then got just hammered by Iowa. It was, it was a good team, but, you know, they, they won a lot of, you know, I mean, and I think this team is, is largely, you know, in, in that realm where, um, and you got to give them credit. They've won a lot of games. Purdue, for example, is not that different than Michigan State, yeah. and yet their record is. you got to give Michigan State a lot of credit for, for winning for, for winning, winning those close games. games. They've, yeah. got, they've got yeah. terrific mental toughness. Yeah. I think that's part of Tucker and the coaching staff. And uh, I think these guys, by the way, want us to. They're, they're very patient. We better, we better, to, we better finish to, up. To get off the field here, yeah. yeah, so. yeah you can read us at freep.com, lsj.com, greenandwhite.com. Thanks for watching. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of. Uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.